0: Oh, oh. this week on 2 Dynamite Dudes, Marcus and I discuss Andrade becoming All Elite, Mark Henry with a lot left in the tank, what some of the recent WAU releases could mean for AEW, the emergence of Jungle Boy, Jack Perry, Inner Circle in their victory lap, Sting's in-ring performance at Double or Nothing, Cody Rhodes and Anthony Ogogo keep going at it and Cody gets KO'd, the state of Orange address, how's Orange Cassidy faring? Miro and his power, and then, hey, you know what? Much, much more, including Brett Baker and her burgers. <laughs> oh, my. Yes, two, two who? Oh, it is two dynamite dudes with Attitude. <laughs>
1: attitude and we're here to cover Mark, all things wait. aw oh, friday night dynamite what do you want can you give me
0: a little bit more a um,
1: little uh it. yeah here you go dominic fuck you <laughs> uh let's get rolling on this episode of two dynamite dudes with attitude and guys uh let me tell you it was something else we had uh we had a major major debut here with uh dynamite dominic you're drinking out your double j cup by the way i'm marcus d'angelo not of wrestlezone.com, just loosely affiliated because I do this podcast and one more for the website. And then there's Dominic D'Angelo, my slap big brother, who is of WrestleZone dot com and a Steam journalist. And oh, uh <laughs> I'm just reading your headline below your name there, dude. Oh, okay. Uh but yeah, so uh Dominic, how you doing? What did you think of this episode of Dynamite just right out of the gate?
0: Well, Mark, I felt left out because I was uh just in Jacksonville for double or nothing and uh Felt like I kind of missed some of the boat here a little bit, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was a, it was pleasantly surprising. You know, you think it being a Friday night and 10 p.m. that like typically, like what your your mindset is, okay, it's gonna be a good follow-up show, but nothing crazy, super wilds gonna happen. And we had some crazy, super wild stuff happening here, right? Yeah, yeah, some
1: really good stuff. Um, some stuff that wasn't great. Um, but for the most part, you know, I, I found a
0: lot of, uh, positives to take away from this. Hey, Marcus, what do you, what, if you had to guess, hold on, if you had to guess what Jacksonville's minor league baseball team name is, what, what do you think it is? Or do you know by chance?
1: Uh, yeah, Dominic, they're the Jacksonville mud
0: flaps. No, you are way wrong. (laughs) (laughs) So what are they? The Jacksonville jumbo shrimp. I got this here while it was down there. And, uh, Yes. I didn't even see a game, but I was like, I should get a minor league baseball team hat because I'm not a Jaguars fan. So what kind of person would I be if I got a, the Jaguars hat?
1: Well, I'll tell you right now, Dominic, nobody gives a shit. You uh, get cast here, Andrade, but why with Vicky Guerrero? I don't know. It feels like a natural thing to me, right? Uh, Andrade, he's got this, uh, you know, the, the uh, spicy Latino thing, much like Eddie, um, you know, he's, he's kind of like this, uh this is unbelievably skilled wrestler, much like Eddie. So it's like, Hey, why not pair him with Vicky Guerrero? It kind of makes sense to me. I don't know about you, Dominic.
0: Yeah. I mean, like we can dive, do you want to just dive into that right now? Like, that's yeah, screw it. let's just
1: jump on in on the Andrade stuff. I, I'll say Dominic, when Vicky came out and she said third generation wrestler, I immediately thought Joe Hennig and I was like, Ooh. Holy shit, it's happening. Did you get that? I, I started getting all pumped up, I was like, what does Joe Hennig look like right now? He hasn't been on TV in, like, over a year. I well, like, I, I, I was getting out ahead of head, but I was like, I hope he's shredded. Um, but then all of a sudden, Andrade came out. But, I, dude, I was pumped up, man. Um, I think that Andrade, uh, he looks like a million bucks. There's no denying that. Um, it's a little bit of an awkward intro. Like it, it, Like, I don't know what happened. I feel like somebody missed a beat or a cue or something like that, but, like, vicky came out and it was very like stilted and awkward but i don't think it should take away from the fact that uh that you know he comes out and just immediately commands the audience's attention um i'm excited dom i'm excited to see what tony khan comes up with here what about what did you think
0: so like yeah a lot of the feedback was like this was it was kind of like a there wasn't a huge reaction for him but uh i think part of i mean granted now, double or nothing was big. It was sold out, and there was a crowd there. And even people saying watching that uh, via their pay per view was were saying like, well, it didn't come across as like you know, like vocal like of uh, the crowd. Some of the stuff didn't seem as loud as it was. But let me tell you, I was there, and it was loud. Like fans were amped up. So, you know, now you you factor in the the point that okay, those people that came in for double or nothing are gone. You have a Jacksonville crowd. They're there for a dynamite follow-up here at 10 PM. Nonetheless, they saw some elevation and they saw some dark tapings beforehand. And now they're getting this. And then you factor in the, maybe the transition of uh, the the crossover of it, you know, being uh, in an open space like Gailey's place and how it comes across via television. Maybe that reaction wasn't big on coming across on TV or as big, but maybe it had a little more oomph in it when you, if you were there. You know what I mean? And uh, I think this is – and either way, it doesn't matter. Like it basically does not matter how, how their reaction came across because you know what? It's all going to matter how Andrade handles it all.
1: How, not- how he's positioned. And by the way, uh, good afternoon, guys. Thank you for joining us. Nesha, good afternoon. John, thanks for joining us. Um, anybody else who's in here uh, yeah thanks for joining us guys Uh, Nesha I think it makes a very interesting point here Dominic Um, I don't know if she did it intentionally but she's saying I thought Chavo um, could you imagine a a crew with Chavo Vicky Guerrero and Andrade
0: yeah that'd be something that'd be something I'd, um...
1: I'd like to see Sammy Guevara get thrown into that mix like that that could be something very entertaining um but you know it's andrade's coming out and he, he's already got all this hype behind him i think that putting him with a cool mouthpiece like vicky guerrero like some very unlikable heel manager like vicky guerrero it's only going to do good things for him so i'm excited to see what he does he had a very rick flair vibe didn't he, yes, he, he came did. with like the shades he's looking slick um yeah. so, you know it's, i think he's picked up a couple pointers from Niche. from old um grandma coming Dom up. john is saying it was more of a shock than a pop for andrade what do you what do you think of that
0: um, yeah, I was definitely shocked. Like, cause I mean, like I've said, it's like, you know, a Friday night at 10 PM, like you don't expect a big thing like that to happen. And sure enough, it happens. And that was right after they introduced Mark Henry. So you're expecting, oh, what's Mark going to say? And like, he, he kind of teases that, you know, he's not, he's got a lot left in the tank. We'll get to that in a little bit. But uh, then you have this. So yeah, it was a bit of a shock, I would say. And, yeah, man, I think that was, like, the sharpest suit I've ever seen, maybe, <laughs> was what Andrade was wearing. And, you know, um, how did you think – I wanted to go back and watch it again because I only watched it once as I was covering the show. And, obviously, like, I'm covering the show. That's a shocker of a, uh, a debut and all that stuff. So I didn't get a chance to really get a good grasp of his promo and all that. How do you think it came across?
1: I thought he did fine. You know, it's uh, he didn't set the world on fire, but you know, it was a good intro promo. You know, it's doing a good uh intro, like uh, your, your first introduction to a new uh promotion, nailing it is kind of hard. Not everybody gets the Chris Jericho build up, not everybody gets the Taz where they come out and they beat some established star. You know, sometimes you just got to go out cold and, and cut a promo, yeah. Um, so you know, I, I thought, I thought it, he did fine. You know, like I said, he wasn't anything unbelievable. More than anything, Dom, you know, you hear so much about Andrade and me, a guy who does not watch the WWE product, hasn't for a long time. I'm like, I I've, I'm, I'll have i be forthcoming. I've seen maybe one of his matches. I think yeah. I saw it. I happened to catch one. But I remember thinking, like, man, this guy's pretty smooth. Like, he's pretty slick. And then you hear all this stuff about him and how awesome he is. And then all of a sudden, WWE is just, like, done with him. And it's like, oh, wow, that seems weird. You know, he seemed like a guy who's really trending upwards. So, I mean, like, just picturing all the scenarios that uh, you can put him in an AEW, whether it's a feud with Cody, whether it's a feud with uh, Moxley. Um, Jericho, uh, Jericho, yeah. Omega. Um, you know, there's so many, there's so many different ways to position this guy. And if he can work half as well as the hype says he can work, man, it's going to be quite something. Well, he
0: can, I know that much. Because I mean, if you've seen his work in NXT, and even as LaSombra which I have not seen him as LaSombra so, uh, but you hear really, really good things about that. So, um, Stephen Chambers says Andrade should uh, do all right in AEW. Did he wrestle Omega for the AEW uh, the Triple A title? Not yet, right? I don't think so. I don't think that came up yet. But it, that's on tap. So I, it was interesting because, like, yeah, they were they were promoting that like crazy, and everybody's like, "Oh, Andrade, maybe we'll see him in AEW." I just did not expect to see him specifically tonight, last night on AEW. So um, I don't. Uh, by the way, that. by the way, Nesha has a had a correction for me. She said
1: first thought was that Chavo uh, was going to be the one coming out. Oh, she wasn't thinking Andrade. Um, oh. which, which kind of brings me back to my point though. Like, I think it'd be really cool to pair him with somebody like Chavo or, um, what about, Oh my God, why is his name escaping me? The guy who bites apples and spits them. Oh, Carlito. Ah, oh. Uh, Carlito came out looking like a million bucks at the Royal Rumble. I don't know, man. I, I think that it could be fun to form a little group like that and have these people come out
0: and say like, you, you know, what, we're, Del- we're taking over this promotion. You know what? Uh, NXT has, uh, Delgado Del, I don't know how Del Fantasma and then, um, there's another faction too, well, yeah, then you think about n l w they have Azteca underground and certain things like that. I really like I think Andrade should be a singles act, and I think they should kind of leave it at that, and so Vicky, as like you know his manager, I think is totally fine, but like listen, it, even the fact that he's not like super super like fluid and and smooth with English, I think that that can still be beneficial at like, like to, I think you really need to hammer the Ric Flair home, you know, uh, the, the Crockett promotions Ric Flair home where he's just sharp dressed over the top a little bit, um, arrogant, arrogant, yeah. all that kind of thing, really lean into that and don't have like all those other, like having those other guys, veterans, like I like Chavo and Carlito's good for what he is too, but it's, I think, um, it really it would just muddy the waters, so to speak, I think. I think this is a good way to really, really get make the most of Andrade and moving forward like, dude, I would just put a rocket underneath him and just go, man, just yeah, get I mean I,
1: I see value in what you're saying and in the idea of paying with some veteran talent. you know, either way, you really can't go wrong. here's something that can't go wrong. How about Andrade versus Penta the DJ is saying
0: who? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Come on! That's yep. an easy one. Uh I was listening to the Meltzer's show, and they were talking about like if it, they were kind of saying maybe he like loses a little something by not having the Lasombra mask on. I I kind of disagree because like Andrade's got is a good looking dude, and not mm-hmm. only that, but like that does separate him from the Lucha Brothers who have their own specific identity and stuff like that. While as, um if you were to have him underneath the mask, I just don't. I don't think it would be making the fullest of Andrade at this moment. So uh, I think, yeah, I, very much you want that Latino Hispanic, uh, that Latino Ric Flair. That's what you're looking for here. I think. Ooh, Dominic, how about Zelina Vega getting involved? Yeah, see, that's the thing is like uh, she's still a free agent. Uh, Alistair Black, who I'm sure we're going to be talking about soon, uh, is – released from WWE uh so I don't think I mean there was reports of her being at the performance center like a couple weeks ago but listen we haven't seen her or anything to that point and now that like Alistair Black has released her fiance, I th- or maybe it's her husband now at this point I think it might be her husband but uh either way she's not I don't think she's going to be really committed to WWE maybe so I mean uh, I, yeah I was kind of surprised like because her and Andrade together were just a power like a powerhouse couple basically a powerhouse tandem I guess is a better way to put it uh so yeah uh now with Vicky being in the mix uh it's gonna be interesting because like I like Vicky and uh but like I don't want her to go over the top with the excuse me stuff I think when she first debuted in AEW we kind of mentioned that like how you know I think she's got a lot more to offer than that catchphrase yeah um I agree I'd like to see it uh just a good balance of that happening you know I'm pretty excited for Andrade I think it's a great great signing and um you know people are saying oh you can't sign all this WWE talent can't do that." listen why like and look at it this way too Marcus how much have we seen a Paul White since he came since he's been signed not much but it doesn't matter Uh, exactly but that's to my point though Marcus is like not only that and people are saying uh, the same well Mark Henry why are you spending this money on Mark Henry Mark Henry is not just going to be an analyst Mark Henry probably isn't going to wrestle a whole lot Mark Henry is going to be a great addition to the backstage help too in, in regards to like positioning these guys and gals in and in, 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 giving them knowledge like it's like like Tony Schiavone said on a pot on what happened when with Conrad like he'd like to see a lot of the talent utilize the brains of like Tully Blanchard and and stuff like that backstage more. And I think you're getting a lot of that, like Britt Baker, even. And when we did the press scrums afterwards, she talked to us about um, how much, you know, she got knowledge from all these different talents, including like veterans and and current stars too, like Ricky Starks and stuff. So it's like, they're going to be multifaceted. And they're not always going to be on the television. It's just like, uh, but with guys, younger guys, underutilized guys like Andrade, and Alex Black, who and we're sure we're going to talk about, is like, why not sign those guys? Because they're they've they're good. <laughs> they're really really good.
1: Anybody who's like calling it WWE light or whatever, it's like if you guys had been if if Twitter had existed during the territory days, I can't even begin to imagine all that kind of bullshit that would be going on. I mean, like guys were going all over every promotion. Uh, was WWE AWA light then? Back in the day, right? You know, it's uh, it, it's the nature of the wrestling business. Everybody needs to just cool it with that stupid narrative. Um, I'll tell you what, Dominic, another Vega I wouldn't mind seeing out there. Savio Vega, friend of the show.
0: Oh, let's, friend of the show. <laughs> let's, well, he's back with MLW,
1: so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, too much, too late for that. Let's let's move ahead though, Dom. I mean, you touched on it, so why don't we just get there? Um, and you know, we've got Richard uh, already asking the question about it. Braun Strowman will he join AEW, Dominic? There are a lot of releases in WWE. Yes um so let's 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 talk about it who would you like to see in AEW uh who do you think wouldn't really present a lot of value well what are your thoughts on this
0: okay yeah I'm glad you presented it that way too because honestly 100% like Tommy End aka Oster Black is should be number one on their list yep Marcus uh I know you weren't too into NXT like when he was in NXT but I think I probably mentioned to you how much I like you Alistair. got me to watch some of his stuff
1: uh, specifically because you liked him so much. Yes. So I, I went out of my way and, and
0: watched some of his stuff in NXT and he's awesome, dude. Like that, just the presentation that they had from his music at the time was awesome. Um, and then just like, like such a unique uh, ass kicking individual, you know what I mean? Where it's just like, this guy's dark and like, I don't know shit about him, but like he's an ass kicker and like just that air of mystery that he had uh you don't get that with a lot of stars nowadays and then WWE just fucked it all up when they called him up to the main roster they didn't take it same with andrade you know it's just like two really really good talented stars that they did not make the most of and uh you know alistair black getting released it's just like it is a kind of a shocker because you know uh what the hell man like it's such a talent that we everybody else can see but vince mcmahon can't
1: yeah, I don't know how I don't know how he missed on him. I don't know why Vince McMahon would put so much equity into somebody like Braun Strowman and then just say, okay, we're done, and <laughs> Like yeah. just like walk Money. away from him. Like I'm not, I'm not saying that Braun Strowman is like, you know, some unbelievable talent, but the fact that Vince McMahon gave him so much TV time, he gave him so much merchandising, like he put so much into Braun Strowman and then he's just like, get out of here. Like, it doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. Um, you're done, like, Right. So like, do I think that Braun Strowman would necessarily be a good fit? In AEW, not necessarily. Maybe not. No, I agree, Marcus. But, I so. but the fact that he's got so much equity makes him a natural fit. Uh, by that, I mean he's been on national television for so long. He has been a, a borderline household name, I think you could say, uh, with, with the amount of exposure that he's had. So to not bring that guy in so that people who are flipping through channels see this guy who they recognize on your TV, um, it, it might be a miss by AEW to not bring somebody like that in.
0: I mean, there is a point to that. I mean, like from a merchandising standpoint and when you're getting like, you know, if you want to attract a new audience, people will know who Braun Strowman is. Kids will know who Braun Strowman is. Now, there's topics of how he's handled himself behind the scenes, like when it comes to um, I remember him making comments about something happening where it would be like he was disparaging independent wrestlers from not being able to get work or something like that at that point during the pandemic. I remember that effect. I don't know if you know the specifics. I can't really recall the specifics about it, but he said stuff that really kind of got him in some like hot water amongst the wrestling world. I think
1: I don't put a lot of stock into that. You know, with with today's cancel culture, some of it is warranted, some of it is not. Uh, And so I don't know. I I think anything can be twisted around, taken out of context, especially when said by somebody who's a celebrity. You know what?
0: What's tough though is like Braun Strowman is like how they got a lot of big big men. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. they have guys like Lance Archer. Hold on, I'm getting dusty yeah, out. He's eating some weird stuff.
1: Cat Dusty, I you know I, I think the Dominic makes a good point though. He's saying that uh, they, they've already got like a lot of big guys over there, and with a guy this size of Braun Strowman, you bump into the old giant in WCW issue that Eric Bischoff has described so many times on 83 weeks with Conrad Thompson, <laughs> where um, Bischoff said I didn't really know what to do with the giant because like it, he, you've kind of only got a couple notes that you can play on that piano, right? Where it's just like here's the big guy and you can't bring him down here's the big guy holy smokes you've defeated him uh what else do you do with him <laughs> you know what i mean uh so i think that braun Strowman would present um, a similar issue if brought into aw but that being said i i believe in this is this is more me you know i'm a marketing coordinator in my professional life this is more me saying like a guy with that much equity uh to his name a guy with that much household recognition Uh, Borderline silly to not bring him in.
0: Yeah, I just don't. Where are you going to put him? And like you have guys with personality like a Lance Archer and another big man, like you can categorize Miro in that almost, you know, as a big man in a way. Um, Categorize uh, and certainly put like Nick Camarado in there, who's like such a unique look. And, you know, uh, Braun Strowman, we've seen what he can do. And um, I just don't know what kind of tangibility there is with it now. Could you maybe bring him in for a little bit, almost like, okay, you want to like, like almost like a, a, a condensed version of an Andre the Giant, where like you bring Andre the Giant, he comes to a territory and he really makes some waves. Bring him in almost like you did a Zack Ryder. Remember that oh, with Cardona, he came in for like what five appearances in AEW, and then that he was kind of done. So uh, give, him like a trial. Yeah. give him an option, yeah. Give him a trial and see how he does. And then, if it just doesn't work out, boom. Okay. Let's. Okay. Maybe we'll bring it back again. But right now, we just don't have anything at the moment.
1: Um, Um, Nesha is saying Lana's going to go to AEW. Here's something interesting by DJ. He says, I think Alistair Black could be the new Brody Lee of the Dark Order. Um, And so I was thinking that too initially. But then I saw, and I can't remember who said it. John Silver, I think. Uh no well well yeah John Silver said that but I'm not refer- referencing that John Silver said uh we don't need another leader Brody we Lee. had our leader yeah. yeah Brody Lee was the one but um I saw somebody else say uh you know who Alistair Black would go really good with is the butcher the blade and the bunny and it's like oh. holy smokes yes he would that's um, pretty darn
0: good because that I mean, would
1: be a fun fun faction and yeah. it it would finally help to I think push butcher and blade
0: over the edge and get them over. Yeah, I think that's a really great point, Marcus, because I didn't even see that one. I saw Darby and Sting, you know, him pairing with Darby almost. That would be kind of cool, though, too. That, but, that's, that's another way to go. Yeah. Um, as far as Braun Strowman is concerned,
1: you know, I, you're right. He presents an issue due to his size and, like, okay, where exactly do you put him? I, I think he would probably go over in an in instant feud against uh, Lance Archer. Uh, I, just, I think that's – I. I just would not like that at all. Here's here's what you do with him, in my opinion. We were talking last week about pushing Miro to the moon and basically having him like a Goldberg sort of a character where he's just like a freight train that nobody can stop. How about, okay, one week he's got a surprise opponent, bring in uh, Braun Strowman and have Miro beat him.
0: Yeah, I'd be fine with that. Yeah. I'd, but, I mean, like, that's kind of the thing, though, to your point, Marcus. I mean, you could utilize that. That would be like, if you bring him in and he loses to Miro, then you kind of like burnt that flame real quick. If you think there's cachet in in utilizing someone like Braun Strowman over the course of time, then you necessarily wouldn't want to do that. Uh, Well, that's, that's
1: another way that you could use that equity though, isn't it? Where you can say like, Hey, here's this guy. You all know who he is. Big star, tons of merchandise. And uh, Miro just beat him on dynamite. So it's like, that could be a, 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 let's strap the rocket ship to Miro. Yeah. But
0: that's, that's, AW then committing to like, okay, we don't want anything to do with
1: Braun. Yeah. It, well, yeah. If you do that, you're saying, I'm done. I, we aren't really interested in Braun Strowman.
0: We'll That's what doing. I mean. Yeah. Because yeah. if you do see some equity in Braun utilizing him more throughout the course of time, then like you necessarily wouldn't want to do that. I do get what you're saying. I just don't know. You know, it's just if I was, I would kind of maybe go the Matt Cardona route. That's what I would do with Braun right now. I would not sign him by any means, I would I would give him like a little trial, see how he does and help. Keep him strong like, but then send him off for a little bit if it's not like, because I mean, you guys like, I would not want to see him like beat somebody like Lance Archer who like had AEW invested into his time. Like that's time invested into him where it's just like, you know, he lost to Miro and I think there's more to come from Archer because like, what's always cool is like that story of you know, when, so, like, Marcus, we like Max Payne and stuff like that. Like, Max Payne 3, he shaves his head, and that's, like, a new new version of him. Like, it's a re... Uh, what is it when they call it? Re- Reincarnation. Yeah, yeah. So, and, like, look at what Lance Archer did. If you saw that on social media, he cut his hair. Like, I didn't... I haven't seen what he looks like since, but... And we haven't seen him on Dynamite either. But, I mean, there's some intrigue there. So uh dom dj is asked do you see nyla rose leaving vicky gross stable
1: after a cheeseburger tantrum let's move on to the brit baker segment um what was the deal with cheeseburgers
0: Mm, i think it was like a comedy thing you know um i think she was really leaning into like i don't know if this had anything to do with it but i remember how trump did the ridiculous thing of buying the super bowl people like the winners of the super bowl like couple years ago like mcdonald's <laughs> it's wow. like a you don't remember that at the white house it was just like an overall huge platter of mcdonald's instead of like like you know steak or some shit like that yeah know? these are professional athletes who can buy
1: whatever meal they want it's like hey here's some garbage i'd buy for a food, yeah.
0: food you can get on any in any town you want <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, she's saying mcdonald's gave her 1500 big macs i missed that well, like um, burger coupons. She didn't say Whopper or she didn't say Big Mac. It was just burger coupons. Okay. So I think she, maybe she was playing with that a little bit. But, um, I, you know what? I just think it was kind of a, a, like a like a, a red herring giveaway almost, you know, because earlier in the evening, Inner Circle gave away free T-shirts. She's pretending she's going to give away free burger coupons. And here, no, you don't deserve it. I earned all this. And I think it was a good way to kind of establish her heelness still. Uh, because, like, I mean, I think it was hard to uh, position Britt, you know, as, like, to someone illicit, to elicit booze over the course of uh, Double or Nothing and even on Friday. Because people really wanted her to win, like, the title, I think. And uh, so I think there was a lot of, like, groundswell behind her. And so, uh, you know, I think this was kind of a good way to get her heel heelness back or heelness back but um i don't know it kind of like fell flat a little bit at the end don't you think yeah i mean
1: I, I don't think it was a great promo uh necessarily like i think it was fine you know it's it wasn't like a, a dusty roads promo or anything but it was okay um but like it it kind of like the end was just like head scratch it where it's just like nyla rose this big This big uh, beast of a woman, she's just like she's gonna throw, as DJ put it, a burger tantrum, and then she's like slapping balloons and popping balloons. It's just like, is that supposed to be scary? What the hell are you doing? Yeah, Um, I now I do like the idea that um, you know we're moving on to what appears to be Britt Baker and uh, Nyla Rose uh, because I think. Rip Baker and Thunder Rosa is kind of like this inevitable thing; it's going to happen. But uh, spend the time building both ladies up first, right? Yeah. yeah let's, get, let's get Rosa the NWA Women's Championship. Uh, we'll we'll let Baker get some wins under her belt as champion, and then just kind of have these two slowly building their way back to each other for for uh, you know a rematch.
0: Yeah, whether that's like all out or further down the line, even
1: sure. You know? I, I don't care if it's a year later, you know. But yeah. build, build it up where it's this champion versus champion collision. Right, no,
0: I'm game for that too, man. I think that's the way to do it. Uh,
1: Dominic, what did you think of Britt Baker's uh, very Scott Hall jacket? Where she, it's like black with like the red blood dripping down the sleeves. I was like, hey, how about
0: that. I didn't even notice that. I was more, I noticed that on Jericho, where he had kind of blood dripping down. <laughs>
1: yes. What, what's going on here tonight? Everybody's uh, digging
0: the Scott Hall, man. Yeah. It's
1: Everybody's digging on. Scott
0: Hall. Keep going. I gotta get Dusty out of here again. Yeah.
1: All right. Well, I'm seeing a couple questions here. Uh, seems like they're, they're uh, geared toward Dom, but I'll answer one or two of them here. Uh, we've got Anthony asking Dom if Braun Strowman didn't say that he wouldn't wrestle for another company except for WWE. What company do you guys see him wrestling uh, for, AEW or Impact? Uh, what would you do in his debut? Um, I think that that's all just silliness by Braun Strowman, where he's just like, he works for WWE at the time or whatever, and he's like, I'm n- I'll never work for another con This is, this is it. This is the company. Um, but, I mean, let's face it. If Brock Lesnar got a big enough payday, he would go to Impact. You know what I mean? People don't – these guys don't care. They just want the money. Um, so now, I, some I don't know of the, some anyway of the talent, though – find WWE to be the
0: be-all end-all where it's like and and why there were just zombies on that fucking program marcus you think about it though like uh, a lot of these guys now are younger than we are so they weren't they didn't grow up like into wcw when like there is another like company you could really tie yourself to it was just the one and only was WWE with impact like a pretty far distance behind in a lot of ways you know so it's like Uh, and like, if that's what you're used to, some, some of these talents are going to be like, okay, well, my dream was to be at WrestleMania and achieve that and like get that and then be a star in WDE. And if that gets taken away, then then, okay, I'm done. You see that happen with some guys like they, uh, like, I mean, I'm trying to think of some other talent. I mean, I don't think this is a good example because I'm sure maybe Joe Henning's still interested, but Joe Henning's not, not doing anything right now, you know, or it's like, uh, maybe that was it, and then they'll make a career adjustment where they move on. Or you look at somebody like a Ted DiBiase Jr. who moved on, you know? Not necessarily, like, maybe he just wasn't into wrestling as much or anything like that, but um, there's some of those talents out there that are like, oh, man, WWE was my dream, and now I don't have that anymore, you know? Um, I don't know if that's necessarily with Braun, but, like, I don't necessarily think either maybe Braun's really warmed himself up to a whole lot of... Uh, other promotions either necessarily too. Uh, Dominic. Anthony also asked you, Dom, do you
1: guys think they're setting up the death triangle joining forces with wild things as a stable,
0: not as a stable, just like a loose Alliance, I would say, um, you know, Eddie has some history with, uh, with death triangle, obviously. So, um, and they, they showed tension there and everything, but I think it's going to be a loose Alliance. Like obviously John Moxley's having a baby with uh, Renee And so he's going to go away. And, like, he's been – they kind of announced he's kind of out indefinitely, too, because of what the Young Bucks did to him. So I think they need – they want to further a little bit more of the story between Eddie and the Young Bucks and him feuding with the Elite. I mean, because you got to look at it. Like, Eddie was super over at the pay-per-view. Like, he was getting chants like crazy. And then, um, you know, uh, so I think – positioning him against some of your top heels, like the young bucks is the right thing to do too. And and keep furthering that. Plus you have talents like Pac and Penta. So why not? You know? Um, Yeah.
1: Um, And, you know, as far as I'm concerned, uh, you know, it's, I lost my train of thought. Let's hammer on uh, Dominic DJ just said, I really enjoy it. Th- I'm glad he's, he's actually transitioning us. This is what distracted me from the point I was going to make. Um, I, I, I was reading what DJ wrote here. I really enjoyed the tag title match. Uh, I honestly thought that Pac and Penta were going to take the titles off the elite. So let's jump into that, uh, that opener Dominic. Uh, I personally felt that the opener sucked. What wow. did you think?
0: Um, I liked the opener. I don't think it sucked. I I did take some exception with some of it, though, because, um, and I think you're probably on the same page with this if you noticed it, was, um, like, I really like the Bucks' heels. And I've said that week in and week out. I really like, I think they're doing a great job. I like Nick Jackson's over-the-top Auburn hair, like, Uh, very heelish, all that kind of thing. And I like what they do overall, all these heels. But one thing I did not like is, like, when, like, Matt's down and being beat up by Pac, he's playing a little bit too much to the camera. I don't know if you noticed that, where yeah. it's just, like... Um, That's the kind of stuff that, of you that see, upsets you know? me. That's the kind of stuff that upsets me. And I do like
1: them as heels. is saying she doesn't like them as heels. I do. Um, I like them as heels. But uh, I, I feel like the, that match in particular, there was just, like, there was great athleticism, but just zero psychology. Um, and like what psychology they tried to implement is like nonsensical. Like they had that moment on the apron where it's like, uh, two opponents with each other's guys and they like look at each other and then they execute the move. It's like, uh, that's not wrestling as I knew it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like where it's like, you're looking at your opponent who's about to hurt your tag team partner and you're like, yeah, screw it. And you just yeah, do your own thing.
0: You that guy off like that. You're about to,
1: right. You'd yeah, go save your partner. and later. like. And like, your brother, you know, let alone your brother. <laughs> and if this is a shoot, and like uh, you and I were tag team partners, and you did that to me after the match, I'd be like, "Why didn't you say to me, you asshole?" Yeah,
0: yeah you fucking dickhead.
1: Uh, yeah, he dude could have broke my neck. He gave me a damn pile driver on the apron.
0: <laughs> what the um, hell?
1: <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, I, to say it sucked, I, I was kind of pr- painting with a broad brush stroke there. But um, I th- I think that Pac is one of the best wrestlers in the industry um i think that the young bucks are really good as heels i think that penta is a lot of fun i just think what you th-
0: i wanted to get when crazy. i when i saw uh when i was at double or nothing and penta came out with that joker outfit i was like dude i wonder what marcus thinks of that so what are you what are your thoughts on that you,
1: you know it's uh, 2008 was a while ago uh when that movie came out batman uh with the joker heath ledger and all that but like, I it's just been so overdone to this point that I'm just like, yeah, it, whatever. You know, like uh, Ray Mysterio has
0: done it before. Yeah, yeah. We've we've seen it plenty, plenty um, times. Doesn't does Penta? Did he come out like Venom a couple times, or was that? Yeah, I think he did. I know uh, El Hijo de la Park did some Venom slash Maximum Carnage stuff, which was pretty cool in MLW. Like he would come out dressed like that, which is kind of neat. Um, uh,
1: Anthony thought that the uh, pile driver was banned uh, Because it's unsafe uh, was that just people talking crap No, I think that certain promotions banned the pile driver I know the WWE banned it for a while
0: I think um, that's it
1: Was WWE banned that uh, right. So, yeah. you know, it's, this. it's not interpromotional. It's just like, it's basically like any company, they have their own guidelines, just like, you know, you working for a company or me working for a company. There's different, there's different rules. Uh, Spencer,
0: our... That's as finisher as that package pile driver.
1: Right. Right. And look the pile driver safe. If you, if it's done properly, you know, yeah. you're supposed to squeeze your thighs together. So the guy's head doesn't even come near the ground. Yeah. You know, but so if you do it right, it's perfectly safe.
0: Yeah. Oh, we uh, no, I mean, sure. We've brother fought uh, before plenty of times. And I have whooped that ass. Nah, Marcus, well, I Eddie Kingston you the one time. Right, but you didn't Put take you me out. down, Dom. You just hey, gave, me a, black eye. Just gave hey, me a black it. eye. You kind uh, of wept a little bit, I know.
1: Okay. Dominic, <laughs> uh, Nick is asking, is WWE for sale? Uh, curious if it is. I hope Tony Khan buys it um i don't think it's for sale i I keep hearing that Uh, i keep hearing that but look every year after wrestlemania or every year around this time they just like i think that they sit this is probably like a their uh what do they call it their fiscal year end or something so they they sit down every year around this time and they take a look at the budget and they say like okay how can we save money who can we do with who can we do without and then they just make decisions. Um, so I think their fiscal year ended recently and they're just restructuring. their. Now
0: there is a little bit more talk about uh, WE selling like Disney and stuff. Cause there's an article, I think see somebody, Oh man, I should look. Oh, I guess this is not a WE show. So I don't necessarily have to do this. Like I think somebody, a prominent from ESPN, Jamie Horowitz uh, had, you know, was a big, big wig with ESPN. And then did Barry Horowitz. Uh, Barry. I know that's who I thought too, when I heard the name, But, um, like he's working with WE now, but he also was fired from ESPN due to sexual harassment allegations and stuff. Not great. Not good stuff. But like the guy was a big way, like a real big name in, in ESPN and that broadcast. And so then you have Nick Khan too, who who has past sports business experience too. Um, so like it's got, it's, that's kind of a very weird dynamic with WE. um, particularly because they are the least pro wrestling company out of all the pro wrestling companies is dumb to e. So to have them really tie themselves to sports and business ties um, it's, it's you, I would think it would be refreshing and positive, but you got to think of who's in charge here is Vince McMahon who has no knowledge, very little knowledge of sports, you know, and um, very little, it's all entertainment and all things like that. I could see that kind of getting a little rocky down the road here. Now, Nick Khan is making some good moves, but listen, I don't. To say I wouldn't, I wouldn't be shocked if WWE was sold to something like an entity like Disney or something like that. I would not be shocked. But you know, they they do usually do this with releases, but it does seem a little bit more than usual too uh, this time around. And at different times. So
1: what's, what's happening here is the same thing that happened when Eric Bischoff was put in charge of WCW. All of a sudden he took a look at what was going on with WCW and he was like, okay, here's what we need to do. You know, no more house shows. We're losing money on house shows. It's stupid to continue them. So we cut out house shows. So it's like, it's just a new guy with a new philosophy who's coming to power in WWE. And so his, he's probably sitting down with
0: creative and saying, what are your plans for this guy? Oh, you got nothing out. We're done with him. I mean, They do have the NBC ties, you know, NBC Universal and stuff, and they need a product too now with NHL kind of like traveling over to TNT and, uh, you know, going to other properties under NBC. So, I mean, I could definitely see NBC trying to scoop it up. and think I'm, like that. Uh, Dude, but, I'm going out on
1: a limb. Vince McMahon is never going to relinquish control of WWE. It's never going to happen.
0: You do got to think too. What is, what's Vince's plan after WWE? I'm sure he's not once – R and R, like that's not. Yeah.
1: Do you you see Vince McMahon ever just stopping and relaxing? He's never going to. Not based on anything I've ever heard about him. Uh So uh, no, I think WWE is going to stay exactly the way it is. Uh, We'll probably see some merchandising shakeups. I wouldn't be surprised if we saw more releases. Uh, Who knows? They might cut out house shows. Who knows? I mean, obviously they haven't been able to uh, with COVID, but it's it's a money saving tactic. Now,
0: yeah, I mean. They're bringing house shows back though, right now too. All um, right. So I, I mean, it's gonna get limited though. You know, yeah. it's not gonna, It's never gonna be the same as it was before. Right. Um. So, um. Dark, wanna, what, oh, sorry. What? John Udovich says uh, Kazarian out of nowhere attacking Nakazawa was great. I love. I'm really hoping that they do a lot with this Kaz storyline where he he becomes a huge like thorn in the side of the elite, and like Kaz,
1: Kaz is like uh WCW Sting hanging in the rafters yes. now. Yeah, coming after P- targeting people
0: i think marcus that's a great point i i've been comparing him to max Payne these past couple of weeks but uh stings a stings a great point like i think they should kind of make it more like that you know um i think it yeah, really cool.
1: could be neat uh you know i wouldn't mind seeing him do something some more with christian maybe his comrades this time around
0: yeah yeah and like just kind of kaz gets a little darker and like kaz is a big uh, guy that's into heavy metal and stuff like that i think you can kind of lean into that a little bit and uh make it a little bit more of his style and stuff and make him stand out a little bit more. Camera. Ooh,
1: bring, bring him back his suicide.
0: Uh, <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't hate it. Well, I uh, mean, that is an impact entity. I mean, they've been doing suicide still in impact.
1: Like, yeah. And uh, plus, I, I don't know if the name suicide is good for yeah, network television. Right. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, yeah, yeah, I just brought up Christian. Screw it. Let's talk about it. Jungle Boy and Christian Dominic uh, yeah. tag against private party. Um, Do Jungle Boy and Christian are just made for each other? Like, Who is better to teach Jack Perry um, than Christian, who after seven years is still one of the most technically sound people on the entire roster? Um, I I think that Christian's experience could help uh, Jungle Jack Perry turn into a star. I think he needs to drop the Jungle Boy shtick and be Jungle Jack.
0: Uh, JR calls him all the time
1: yes uh so i i think he's got to get rid of the jungle boy thing because he's he's growing into a full-grown man so that's that should stop but man uh great great match well worked you know i think that uh private party kind of got some of their stuff in which which hindered the match a little bit because they've just got very different styles and philosophies but i mean as far as everything that christian and jungle boy did in that match it was money
0: yeah um i thought it was a great like. I thought it was the highlight of the show, honestly, was them pairing up and uh, kind of just, you know, furthering Jungle Boy's story because, dude, what a finish. I know you didn't get to see Double or Nothing, but awesome finish to that battle royal where it's down to him and Christian and, like, them going going back and forth because it's, like, it's kind of neat that, and I talked to, I mentioned this to Jungle Boy during the, the press stuff afterwards. was, like, it's neat that, Bad oil is becoming his repertoire kind of thing like that's his his thing almost is he's he's becoming the the man to, to do it all and uh so i think you know uh they've been really planning and tony khan mentioned this too was that like they've been planning to make this uh jungle boys moment but the pandemic kind of got in the way and so now they're getting that opportunity and they're really pushing them and it's good to see because like uh we mentioned like how many you know WWE stars are coming in and people are like oh they don't need them and stuff like that to a point they're kind of right but it's also like they're, they're established it's not like they're not establishing new stars you have darby allen you have jungle boy you have sammy guevara you have um and well andrade can be their own entity here at Cena point you have hangman page like th- these are your own talents that you're looking to cultivate into bigger stars and stuff like that so it's not like they're they're su- they're dismissing them in favor of of guys they're bringing in from WWE, you know, it's like, there's, there's, there's a balance to it. And I think they're hitting that balance. Okay. For right now, you know, and yeah, uh, you double. win
1: it, you win it the same way. Uh, and again, I'll, I'll reference WCW cause it's my thing. You win it the same way that WCW won the Monday night wars for 83 weeks. And that's by utilizing in-house talent, such as Goldberg, DDP, Sting, but then also pairing them. With uh, talent that came over from WWF, like Scott Hall, Kevin Nash, Hulk Hogan, Randy Savage, you yeah. know, so it's it's kind of pairing the two because you give people basically these fantasy matchups that they've been thinking about. Like who wouldn't, who has not, uh, just considered the idea of having somebody like Cesaro come over and wrestle Omega? Everybody would like see that, but would there be some people who would criticize Cesaro uh, coming over and say, "Oh, it's another WWE guy, of course," but it, it's silliness. So I think people need to push past that and just enjoy the fact that we're getting to see like we're going to get to see some fantasy matchups here.
0: Yeah. And, you know, it's uh, like people just like to bitch. Like that's kind of the thing (laughs) is like that's what we know as like wrestling Twitter and stuff like that is people are going to bitch and like you give them a platform to do it. It's going to happen. So it's like. Uh,
1: sorry to, sorry to interrupt you. Stephen Chambers took the words right out of my mouth to quote uh Meatloaf he said Omega versus Jungle Boy June 26 will be a great match but not his time. Omega should win. But Jungle Boy is the future of AEW. Exactly. Uh Jungle Boy should not go over. I get it. He's getting major pops. Everybody loves him. His music is catchy. He looks cool. Yeah. Uh, I I get it. But I'd like to
0: see him get a TNT title run at some point. Like sure. if somebody's to unseat Miro, I'd like yep. to- Jungle Boy to be the one
1: to do. Like I said, I think Miro should hold that title for at least a year, maybe two years. Um, it would just unbeatable. But then, how much would it mean for a talent like Jungle Boy to finally be the one that beats him?
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, Marcus, I did a poll this morning. I don't know if you saw it or not, uh, but I said running a two dynamite dudes pool for today. Which of the following AW stars would you prefer to see unseat Kenny Omega? Would it be Jungle Boy, Hangman Page? Darby Allen or Andrade? Um, Marcus, who would you pick out of those four?
1: I selected Hangman Page. Oh, you did select. Okay. Just, like, just like Nesha here did. Uh, she said Page beats Kenny, but when? Um, I'm guessing that Page
0: won because he was winning pretty handily whenever I voted. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the poll results, I was pretty surprised by this. Like, not, I mean, people really got behind Hangman Page. He's like dominated with it. Out of 158 votes, he won like 56% of the votes. And, uh, a distant second was Andrade third was Darby. And then fourth was jungle boy. So
1: I I think the thing with pages, so Kenny is like, he's a pretty big muscly dude. And you see a guy like hangman page got a good look. He's a big guy himself. He's over, he's got cool moves. He's athletic. It's like, to me, it's, it's a layup to make him the face of the company. I think it's easy. So, uh, I think it's the way to go, James. Thank you for plugging our, uh, our yeah, respective man. Twitters. Uh, yeah, just we'll hit this real quick. Uh, you can follow me at Marcus P. D'Angelo on Twitter. Follow Dominic at Dominic D'Angelo on Twitter. Follow this podcast, Two Dynamite Dudes with Attitude, at Two Dynamite Dudes. Follow other podcasts, uh, WCW Rewritten, where I completely rewrite WCW starting from Starcade 1997. You can follow that at WCW Rewritten. And follow Tomorrow,
0: returning tomorrow.
1: Yes, our illustrious return after two weeks off. And follow WrestleZone.com at WrestleZone.com. Uh, go to wrestlezone.com for all your wrestling news needs. Dominic, uh, Max Bergen, hi, uh, Dominic. Go
0: ahead. Um, so yeah, no, I it's kind of tough for me to think who who shouldn't see Kenny. I don't think there's a wrong answer there necessarily. Like, I think I'm more with you guys with the fact that like Jungle Boy may like he shouldn't. Well, I don't think he should beat Kenny at this juncture. Now, if I would have liked to kind of seen it. Like, Jungle Boy wins this battle royal, and he has a shot down the road. Now, if it was further down the road, I could be more for Jungle Boy pulling the upset and beating Kenny. But, like, now that it's happening so soon, I just think Kenny needs a really good extended run with the belt right now. Um, But uh, I would. Now, this is what I would like, Marcus. And tell me how you feel about this. If Jungle Boy, in his match, was the one to kick out of the one-winged Angel. Uh, Boy, that
1: would be something. And again, it would mean uh, it would mean something for Jungle Boy. Right. Um, That being said, I really like that the one winged angel is a very protected finisher. I
0: now it can still be protected. But what if Jungle Boy was just the one and only person to have kicked out of it? And Kenny still beats him. But that sticks in Kenny's craw for later down the road. You know, pretty,
1: I mean, yeah, I think it could tell a, an interesting story for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's, you know, as as we, we've been mentioning, and I see other people mentioning here. Uh, it's not time for Jungle Boy yet. He is the future of the company.
0: 100%. Marcus, Mark, when does uh, Paige beat Kenny if you if he's the one to beat Kenny? Would I would know? say I, I don't know which pay-per-view uh,
1: specifically because I don't know the order of the pay-per-view. Well, yet.
0: OK, so ninth uh Labor Day weekend is the next one, uh, all out. So that'd be in September, beginning of September. Then in November is full gear. Um,
1: I think uh, November. I I know my answer already, Dominic. I think September is a good period of time. Um, and all out is a is a pretty well known pay per view for them. So it's to me, it's is amazing. that a long
0: enough run for Kenny though? Yep, he had plenty. You think so? Okay, I do. Okay, all right. No, I was curious about that. So all right. Let's see. Anything else we got here, Marcus? Sir, uh, James asked who is the MVP of the pay-per-view. Dominic, I
1: have only seen clips of it, so I don't really know if I should weigh in. Uh, Dominic, why don't you tell James who is the MVP? Of, of- the
0: pay-per-view? Yeah. Um, sting. I think Sting. Like, coming back at 62 and what have you, I think it was just a really, really cool highlight. And um, him getting the W was, was pretty cool. And him doing what he did was cool. Uh, in front of the live crowd. I just think, yeah, I think that was the big takeaway, was that one. Um, Now, I really like the the three-way match between uh, Kenny, Pac, and Orange, Cassidy. Um, I thought, you know, that was such a great match, and uh, they really highlighted Orange very, very well. And that's another guy that's still in the mix, too, and that they kept, you know, uh, strong after the fact. Um, So, uh, yeah, I I would say Sting's probably my MVP of of, uh, double or nothing. You know, it was just really neat to see live and um, just significant, you know, and him pairing with Darby. I just love that pairing, too. It's just they go very well together. Like it's it's very cool. Well, uh, you kind of
1: brought it back. So I will uh, I will ask this question that was posed by DJ, Um, who should I think it was DJ who asked this question. I'm having a hard time. one are you looking at? Well, in any case, who should be Darby's tag team partners? Oh, here it is. Yeah.
0: Mm -hmm. um that's the tough one man i'm trying to think who would tie in with him really well um marcus do you have any ideas uh well i i
1: think they're setting it up to be a debuting talent you think so yep uh whether it's like long term or just like a one-off i don't know but like just the fact that they're saying well no not sting pick somebody else i think that somebody else has got to be somebody who is going to pop the crowd so, uh yeah, it's I, I don't know who I, I can't really think of anybody off the top of my hood who blends in there. I'd I'd love to be able to say Alistair Black, but I think there's a 90 day no compete. Yeah,
0: so that's not going to be. Uh, so, yeah, it's uh, I have no idea. Hmm. I do think like I, I just kind of do have that like, you know, oh, they're going to introduce like or it's just going to be somebody on it. Uh, you know who I think it is? I think it's going to be Lance Archer. Oh yeah, that could be a lot of fun. Because he has, you know, uh, you know, he had those ties with Sting. Like Sting was putting him over big and stuff like that. So
1: that would be that would be really cool.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I think All I right, that's that's a good choice, Dominic. Never mind, forget about my crap with a debuting talent. <laughs> hey, by the way, Dominic, uh, at Double or Nothing there was a uh, pay per view debut for a talent, um, and it's a talent that, by the way, uh, Jim Cornette really, really put over. And that's Anthony Agogo.
0: Oh, did he? I didn't. I didn't know that.
1: Yes. Uh, so Anthony Agogo was put over big by uh, by Cornet at uh, for his performance at the pay per view. Um, and I gotta say, Dominic, Anthony Agogo is money. I yeah. think
0: that's another new star.
1: You know, dude he lo- he looks like a million bucks. I see massive, massive potential in him um and uh, let me say dominic you know it's he's like the bizarro cody like he's like the anti cody which is one of the things that i really like he's even got like only his right hand tape like cody does like i just oh, think wow, it's picking up some stuff yeah i just think he's like the perfect foe for cody you know, I think they should do this for a few months, have another singles match and have a go-go go over and then like do a stipulation match. And like, let's just keep it going because like, I, I love a go-go. I think he's got unbelievable ring skills. Jim Cornette was putting over the fact that he was a good wrestler. Like he did a great job. The dude started in boxing and he came out and he's doing like frog splashes. He looks great. He wasn't, he was where he was supposed to be when he was supposed to be there. Like, uh, I don't agree with Cornette on everything, but I do agree with, uh, with a go, and uh, I think that that guy is going to be a big star.
0: You know, something that we've, that's kind of been uh, talked about with AEW is like, oh, they're bringing in this talent that never has any in-ring experience and uh, that's not going to come off well. Like, what are they doing? Like, you know, and that was the big talk about Jade Cargill, and that became some talk about a Agogo, and look at what happened. Like, both they're of them. They're both awesome. They, they, they positioned them in the right manner to, like, to, to uh, succeed. And then they made the most of those, what they, they could of what they were capable of doing at that point in time. So it's like, yeah, man, I like it. And I'm okay with like, Cody did a good job at like complimenting him too with, in that match at, at double or nothing. And then what did you think of the follow up here on dynamite that you got to see?
1: The, of, of what now? Of a go, go tagging
0: uh, with QT Marshall. Oh, like yeah, no, I,
1: I thought, it, I thought it was fine. Um, You know, it's, made sense but it furthers the storyline it's not just like a blow-off like the cody versus penta thing where it was just like they were mad at each other for a week and then it's like okay that's done um so i like the fact that they're continuing it i also you know i so i've seen last night on uh on twitter that people were like wait a minute a go knocks kobe out or cody out with one punch here but like he couldn't do it at the pay-per-view and uh my rebuttal to that i don't know if you saw this post I on Twitter, saw that, Yeah, but yeah my rebuttal is like in a professional boxing match like how many times have you seen a guy take a massive shot for, uh in actual boxing and j- he just keeps fighting yeah you know it happens a lot sometimes you just don't catch somebody right
0: yeah that's, so, and that's like mma too like you know you just get you get caught Right. Exactly. And and, And that's that's the
1: thing that I really like about a go go, is that like in theory, he could end the match at any second uh with with this like punch of his whether it's like the liver punch or the the just be catching him on the jaw and knocking the guy out like that's one of the things that i think is really cool and exciting about him and makes him a fun heel because it's like look this dude is cocky he's a douchebag but like he might wreck your At shit point, any he moment misses. here in this match yeah you know so i i think it's a lot of fun to have a guy like that especially pairing him with a guy like cody who's like the best baby
0: face in the business and you look back a couple weeks ago too and uh you know, look at him going against Austin Gunn. Like, he, he gave Austin Gunn three shots, you know, three three big hits. And that last one was like Cesaro-esque where he popped him up and then shot him. Like, it was good shit. Yep. So no, I mean, even Stephen Chambers, he's saying AW took a big gamble on him,
1: despite his losing 75% of his vision in one of his eyes. Um, yeah. And, you know, think about how much that affects depth perception to only be using one eye, basically. Uh, and the dude's a great athlete. He's coming out there doing frog splashes. He's in the spots he's supposed to be in when he's supposed to be in them. Uh, obviously, guys like Cody, who have more experience, and QT Marshall, who has more experience. I'm, it's obvious that they're leading him through the matches. Yeah. But, but there's plenty of people who get led through matches by talented superstars who still can't get where they're supposed to be. So, GoGo is
0: already ahead of the game, man. And you know, yeah, it's it's you know, and the his capability on the microphones there, and um, him getting across a, a personality that um, people uh, is ta- that's tangible. It's it's he's already showing signs. It's like give it time. There's nothing wrong. That's what's great. That's one aspect I really, really like about wrestling is you have an established talent that knows what he's doing in the ring and he's, he or she's capable of positioning somebody that's not necessarily that good in a good, making them look good. I think that's one of the neat aspects of pro wrestling just in general. So, uh, you see that with the go-go you also seen it, Marcus. I'm, probably uh, the DJ's opening it up here for the transition of the bull rope match here. Uh, and you, so I think we very much saw that with Dustin Rhodes going up against somebody as new as Nick Camarado too. Um, and uh, he says, why did they push Dustin to win the bull rope match last night? I think that was the most sensible thing to do at this point in time. Uh, Camarado is still very new. Um, Dustin is a, is a veteran star and he's, he's done plenty of things in AEW to get other talent over i don't i i think you would just get diminishing returns if you just keep putting dustin in the position of losing instead of getting him having him win a big highlight match like this in the main event you still make dustin a viable uh competitor in aew like and he's and and it it doesn't hurt camarado no uh, he's losing
1: losing, he's losing to a veteran and that's how jr painted it at the end of it he was like well he got beat by a veteran you know and And justin
0: has experience with bull rope matches
1: yes yes i love the match uh Mm -hmm. i love the i love the selection of the two people the two participants were perfect for it and i love the fact that it had like this very old school wrestling vibe um, I, it, I just thought it was good. I thought the finish was fine. Like, was this Bret Hart, Rishi Shawn Michaels? Nope. Uh, but it was just, it was a fun match. It was a good main event. Um, so I didn't see anything wrong with it. And yeah, the right guy went over, uh, Nick Camarado. I think he's got a very, very bright future in AEW, but it's like, yeah, let him get there. You know, and he the last
0: was made sense. Like Dustin hit him with, uh, you know, the top rope bulldog and then hog tied him for the pin. You right. know? Right. So it's, 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 it's like,
1: move. yeah, this guy's got more experience. He knows how to manipulate the rope better. So he beat Nick camarado who's basically a rookie in the business. Yeah. You know, so I don't I didn't see anything wrong with it. I thought it was a good match. Uh, nice way to close out the program.
0: Yeah. Uh, Max, you asked real quick, are we on Twitch? Yes, we are. But we're not on Twitch at this moment because we. Only have three channels that we can go through right now. So we go through YouTube, we go through uh, Facebook, and then we go through Twitter right now. So Periscope or whatever the hell it's called on Twitter. So those are the three that we broadcast through. But we are available on Twitch. I'm sure maybe you can see these on, on there if you go later on. I'm not positive about that. But we are capable of being on Twitch. We're just not on Twitch right now. So...
1: Uh, uh, James James is agreeing with us. People need to earn their stripes. That's exactly it. Um, yeah. I, I think that Nick, Nick Camarado has got plenty of time.
0: Didn't hurt him to take a loss to Dustin. Everything's going to be fine with And me. not only that, but we uh, the factory got a win earlier yep. the night with the Go-Go and QT. So and whether yep. that was underhanded or not, they still got the win. So This
1: should be the nightmare family and the factory kind of exchanging blows here. Going
0: back and forth. You know, it's cultivating more of a story. And everything like that, um, Marcus. Uh, you, we did touch upon Cody and stuff like that. Uh, right?
1: Are you taking over the fucking podcast oh. here? What's going on, you piece No, go ahead. I don't. I don't care, dude. Go ahead. Um,
0: what What's next for Cody? What do you want to see happen with him?
1: Yeah. Uh, I want to see him continue a feud with Anthony Agogo. I think that the two bring out a lot in each other. I like this whole like you know similar weight, similar size, uh, different backgrounds thing. You know where it's just like okay, who's the harder man? You know like one of them used to be a boxer, one of them is a son of a son of a, of a plumber. Uh, you know it's a, I, I think that it's a cool angle, and I think that when Cody goes away for the birth of his baby, it should be Agogo who's making him go away. Yeah. Um, so I think a go-go should like completely clean his clock, knock him out, stretch your job. You know what I mean? And Cody goes away uh, for a while to be with his, his newborn baby. And cause it gets a go-go over and then like have him go on a tear, have him, you know, start ripping through the AEW roster. And then when Cody comes back, he's coming back against a guy who's got more experience.
0: Have him like, yeah, just kind of like tear apart some of the nightmare family and, you know, Go like that. You know? Let
1: him let him knock Dustin out for a week or two. You know, yeah. it's like it just completely ripped through the Nightmare family. And just like there's QT Marshall in the background, kind of like rubbing his hands together. Like, see, this is my and guy.
0: Just, and fans are stewing because they know QT can't like handle that stuff.
1: Ex- exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh-huh. So that's what that's where I'd like to see it go, um,
1: Dominic. I also wanted to mention though, but uh, you know we're we're an hour in, so I want to hit on maybe two more topics, and sure. we can answer a few more questions and call it quits. Uh, Chris Jericho in the inner circle, nice promo, nice yep. Scott Hall vests, um, and I. I what I liked most about this now, look, it was just, it was just, it was a good promo. It was nothing crazy, nothing special, but what I really liked about it was it, it continues to further storylines. Um, long-term rivalries are ultimately good for the business. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they used to say like back in the day, like the 80s, it's like uh, guys will talk about, it, you know, like let's say Hulk Hogan talking about working Macho Man or Andy Savage. He'll be like, yeah, me and Savage worked each other for like eight months, you know, house shows, pay-per-views like, oh, we probably had 2000 matches, like whatever crazy number they come up with. And it's like that's what the business is supposed to be. Great. is like you're supposed to have long-term rivalries. You're supposed to continue to build and go back and forth and like the baby face is going over a house shows and then like it, it gets to come up and it's on TV. It's just that's that's what the business is supposed to be and I think that uh Tony Khan is kind of hit the nail on the head.
0: Yeah, you know, uh I I always refer to I remember like when I was this was like over 10 years ago, like Scott Hall was on a show, I think it was PW Torch, maybe it was something else. But I remember getting a chance to call in. No, it wasn't PW Torch. It was a different show. But I remember getting a chance to call in and asking, like, the stereo, the most typical fan question you could ask was something about the ladder match or something like that. You know, and I remember him saying, Well, we did a bunch of how we did a bunch of more better matches on house shows than we did on the pay per view. Yeah. And then,
1: he, he was like, Yeah, WrestleMania match was good, but we did like, was, we had better ones just like on the road. On the road and stuff like that. Like, working in high school gymnasiums, they were just, like, putting on these clinics. Yeah. Uh, which is crazy to think. Like, those those will never reach the light of day. Probably weren't even recorded. So, it's like, there are these unbelievable matches that happen that we'll just never get an opportunity to see. Um, and that's, that's the way it should be with AEW. It's the way it should be in all wrestling. You, like, there needs to be six-month storylines where, like, the, the guys are wrestling the same guy. Different combinations, tag matches, ultimately leading towards some kind of a gimmick match blow-off. Yeah, um, I think it's the way to go. Nesha's is saying she's an eighty baby, and that's a wrestling she grew up on. Uh, yeah, Dominic and I were both born in the eighties, so we were more like nineties wrestling kids. But 90s. you know, if, if I remember right, Dominic, we had we had some Hulk Hogan stuff. I remember, oh, yeah, I think I remember about- owning uh, the, uh, Ultimate Warrior
0: Marble at one point. Yes, Big Boss Man Marble. We had. I, also had, uh, <laughs> yes. I did have the Hasbro Hulk Hogan. I remember that was the, I remember getting that figure as a kid. Uh, mm-hmm. We're real pressing, um, so yeah, uh, we were definitely we came in the on the cusp of that. Hulk Hogan didn't latch me in though, where I was swinging. I got I got away from it, and then uh, Scott Hall is the one. Razor Ramon is the one that brought me back in. Yep. Um, but yes, I uh, I think yeah, with the Inner Circle and Pinnacle, I think it's they're doing the right thing, Marcus. Like even now, they're they're promoting Hager versus Wardlow in two weeks in an MMA fight, like they're, they're pairing these guys off finally where it's like we're getting these one-on-one matches instead of you know the, these faction fights so uh it's yeah you want to make this more of like a more and more so a blood feud than what we've been getting you know um and there'll be time to to tell these stories you know i think there's still a story to be told with mjf taking jericho out like for a long time and like somebody like sammy stepping up or hell like the work that Santana's been doing on the mic it's like that guy's a star too you know what I mean so it's like those there's some opportunities there to to further the pinnacle further uh the inner circle as as these new likable baby faces and keeping it going like just by pairing them off in matches and stuff like that for pay-per-views for dynamites whether that you know how however it works you know um so yeah I think it's good shit man yeah.
1: Hey, uh, Steven saying, uh, he feels old. He was born in 74, but <laughs> earlier he said, uh, that Miro versus evil Luna next week, squash match. Uh, I hope so. Uh, but I feel like it's a good transition to uh, talking about Miro actually before we get there, let's read what, what DJ said here. How okay. long do you think it will be before uh red velvet gets a title shot after defeating the bunny last night? I think that's the clear direction that they're moving in here. Um, and it's, I would guess that once, uh, Britt Baker, defeats Nyla Rose and she will defeat Nyla Rose. Um, will, we might be looking at Red Velvet taking on Britt Baker. So it's, it, I think they're just going to kind of slowly build her, get her uh, wins against opponents like, like the bunny, like Tay Conti, you know, uh, they probably Chris Statlander and uh, kind of move her, move her in that direction. Now, Chris Statlander, I really like, um, and I hope that, you know, she continues to improve and, uh, and gets a push of her own. But, you know, for right now, it, it seems like they're kind of strapping the rocket to uh, Red Velvet, to Serena Deeb, to Britt Baker, and most especially, most importantly, to yes. Thunder Rosa.
0: Hey, and you know what? Uh, Chris Jericho said this, too, during the after-press conference, was that he's like, people are saying that, like, there's too, many, too much stuff going on on Dynamite. And Marcus, and it, we've talked about that several times, too. But he was saying, like, but what we're giving people are samples of these guys and gals It's like they're getting these opportunities. Oh, well, here's a Nick Camarado or here's, um, a red velvet. Uh, you know, here's, here's somebody here, you know, their story is going to be told later on, but you're getting teases of them at this point in time. And, uh, you know, I think we're going to get to those. So like somebody like a red velvet or a Chris Statlander, maybe they have their match or a title match against Britt Baker or something and they don't win, but that doesn't necessarily mean their story's done and over with. You know, there's more to come later on. So, I mean, there's aspects of that, you know, um, uh, DJ asked to deep turn heel to pay-per-view. Uh, Dominic, I didn't watch. Did you? Oh, Marcus. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know. I would not call that a full heel turn. I would say she played heel in, in the role. Um, but yeah, she was very heelish in the match, um, against Rio and, um, yeah, it was a great opener for the buy-in. Um, you know, deep's awesome. And Marcus, I mean, it's kind of playing into, you know, maybe your hopes, our hopes that she might line up with the Pinnacle or FTR and something like that, you know, because she would fit right in there. Like you, you position her in the right way. So,
1: yep. um, yeah. And, would... and here's the thing is if she is going to have a feud with Thunder Rosa and ultimately drop the, the NWA women's belt to Thunder Rosa, which is my anticipation of what's going to happen, um, then I, I don't think it would be a bad thing to have one of the women working a strong heel angle while the other woman is a strong baby face. You know, I I like the fact that those two were both kind of coming in as baby faces and it's like okay, who's the better wrestler and that's been their thing so far, but let's let's get a different flavor of that rivalry.
0: Yeah, yeah, and like I think it it kind of can play into Serena's story because people are really behind her and you can kind of lean into like, "Oh, she's they're comparing her to Bret Hart and like maybe she just and D Malenko, the woman of a thousand holds maybe she's just letting that get to her head a little too much. And now she's, uh, she's a little more egotistical about things. I think that's a, a good story to tell with her. Sure. So,
1: Absolutely. You know. and, and, you know, she can back it up. She's a she's yeah. the new excellence of execution.
0: Right. So uh, yeah, it wasn't a full heel turn. It wasn't like, okay, that's Serena's now bad. I think it was just, she was playing that role, but I think it's teasing to something. That's just my thoughts.
1: Dom, what uh Steven is asking, I wonder if Sheeta's gonna get a rematch with Baker. More than that, Dominic, because I, I don't think so, at least not anytime soon.
0: Uh where are they going with Sheeta? That's tough. That's tough because she had a hell of a run, like for over a year. And now, uh but now it's kind of just time to, you know, it's time to make that trans. It was time to make that transition and move on. Um, I think she's gonna be away for a little bit, maybe, you know, or not necessarily in the limelight. Um yeah, I think uh they'll find something for her to to go up against. It's not gonna be Britt, but it's gonna be somebody like a different heel that she can uh go up against or, or a new adversary to maybe to maybe uh you know, maybe Serena, you know, at some point. So Sure. Something to that effect. Uh, All right, let's
1: circle back, though. Uh, Miro taking on Evil Uno next week for the uh, TNT title. Uh, Miro with just a hellacious promo. I'm I'm glad I was wrong about (laughs) it. Uh, You know, I I said when he debuted, uh, never put a live mic in his hand again because it was not a strong promo. But, man, he has improved big time. Uh, It was a good promo. He had some funniness in it where he was, like, thanking God for uh, his muscle. but also, Yeah, thank God for my power, but also for my hot wife um which uh yeah i think lana is inevitably going to be coming over to AEW, um mm-hmm. probably to to pair with him which is fine um but yeah dude miro is where it's at i'm excited to see him absolutely rip apart evil uno
0: <laughs> i think it will be a squash man i don't know how it can't be i think that, Gotta be. it has to be yeah i think maybe evil uno will get a couple athletic stuff in but I, I, afterwards it's just going to be boom like game over literally <laughs> so i think that's what it's going to be like um Yeah, uh, Miro. No, it was good way. Uh, Miro's been on, been hot, and it's been good. It's been good to see. It's he's definitely a highlight of the show and the promotion at the moment. So
1: he's he's currently my favorite participant in the. How
0: about that, man? Yep. That's pretty, that's pretty impressive because like he was not (laughs) for a long time.
1: No, I was like, I kept saying like, man, he's got so much potential. They're ruining him. It's a stupid video game crap. Like I, I was not liking Miro as a character at all as a talent. yep. As a character. Nope. But now it's like, every time he's on the screen, I just kind of like drop what I'm doing. I'm like, all right, what are we doing here? Who's he going to tear apart? So yeah, it's like I, you know, I compared him to Goldberg earlier and said that he should have a run like that. The nice thing about Miro is that he's actually a good worker. So and Goldberg wasn't; he was just like a he was like a runaway freight train. Yeah, that where
0: like, hey, you're going up against Goldberg, just sell form and right. like, He's just a train. <laughs>
1: where where Miro is like a freight train, but you can control it uh, yeah. because because he's good. So man, it's it's going to be something else to watch where they go. Tony Khan, please do the. I know you're listening, Tony. He always does uh because it, it feels like he does because sometimes he follows our advice on here but uh but dude push it. tony khan if you are listening legitimately push him to the moon don't let him get beat for a year year and a half two years i don't three years i don't care give him a bruno Martino run because then when somebody like jungle boy finally beats him finally gets over on him after he's defeated all these larger than life opponents then next thing you know jungle boy is it he's the guy
0: now, and I think that kind of plays to to you like what you were saying about getting another title in the mix, because I think that is kind of important to like, okay, you make these titles viable, but I think it you by making them viable, you make them th- them be held on for a long time. And Miro is like the perfect guy to have that title for a really long time, and uh, you know, establish that belt as something very hard to attain. And so, if you have something like a like, a junior heavyweight title or a cruiserweight title, whatever you call it, then, like, you can have that kind of be something some of the other talent can compete can compete for. And, um, you know, and then you don't have to worry so much about, like, okay, this is getting stale because Miro's had this forever. Or it's just, like, who's going to top Miro? And then you play into stories of, like, okay, we're, we're lining these guys up. Maybe this guy will beat them. Or, like, even if you had a like, not s- saying that they should do this, but somebody, like, mentions, like, Hangman in a bar fight with Miro. Like, uh, you could imagine uh, Hangman beating Miro, but what if he didn't beat Miro? You know, there's there's that, you know, element of, oh, I don't know what's going to happen. So, uh, you know, if you have another title that you add for Rampage or, you know, and yeah, I'm kind of with you. It should be like, you know, Cruiserweight. I'm, I'm all in with that now, Mark. But uh, yeah, I think that's uh, something to kind of consider there. Um, um, so I'm
1: seeing some people saying, uh, DJs saying, uh, Aiden English and Lana can get back in, uh, with Rusev, uh, in AEW. And, uh, I don't know, I don't know if I nah, know if see Aiden
0: English there. No, nah, it's just that's more, that was more comedy and that was, uh, that was good for when it was. Uh, it did help Miro get over with Rusev Day, but now, no, I think we're past that point. I think it's more so like to how much I want Andrade to be like the Latino Ric Flair. Like, as a solo act, Miro really needs to establish himself as a solo act. Now, bring Lana in, that's fine. But, I, yeah, to pair him up with Aiden English, just because they have a history together. Now, to have him fight Aiden English, I wouldn't be against that, you know? Uh, yeah, uh,
1: Michael. Michael Singh Andrade versus Omega. We damn sure hope so. Uh, I think we'll oh, see yeah. it eventually. Uh, we're certainly going to see it with with uh, AAA. So uh, keep your eyes open for that. But uh, all right, Dominic, uh, let's go ahead and start to wrap this thing up.
0: We're at to Though I did want to mention minute. this. Uh, DJ asked, "What you think of Steve Cutler signing with Impact?" Uh, I really liked what they did on Impact with him. Uh, Marcus, you didn't see this, but uh, he's Steve Cutler's former uh, Marine. And uh, he's also uh, the fiance of Diana Prazo. But um, basically, he kind of almost had like this Punisher vibe where he's like sitting there with a Jameson. Like you just see a Jameson, like a shot of Jameson there. And then they pan over and there's like this old, then you know me, like we grew up with D. Martin, Frank Sinatra and stuff. So they had like this old kind of like crooner music playing in the background. as He's sitting there and he's just like, he takes a drink of it and like is just sitting there. It's it was a really cool way to establish somebody and bring and introduce somebody to the crowd. So I really like that DJ. I thought they did a very good job with him, made him unique. And um yeah, I think uh it's gonna be very cool to see what they do with oh geez, what's his name now? Macklin. Uh yeah, Macklin now. So I, I think that'll be great. Uh, I like him. Yeah, so... Dominic,
1: just, DJ just said... I'm sorry to interrupt you. DJ just said uh, there's a video of, on YouTube saying Charlotte is not happy with Andrade signing with AEW. I think that that's uh, false. I saw on uh, Twitter that she was pumped. She was uh, pumped. Yeah, she was, she was pumped. super pumped about his debut to the point where I was like, uh, I wonder how WWE is going to react about her uh, putting over something that's but happening. you know what? Charlotte
0: here has all the leverage in the world. Oh, she can do whatever she wants. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. She
1: could probably tweet, fuck WWE, and they still want to <laughs> keep her.
0: They'd be like, well, we got uh, okay.
1: <laughs> yep. Hey, could you not please?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm still going to do it. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, t- dude, and to think of that, I mean, uh, this is way down the road here. But, geez, you got to think. They haven't utilized Charlotte to her fullest potential in WWE. And, you know,
1: that door is there. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> when her contract expires, wouldn't it kind of make sense for her
0: to say, like, I kind of want to be with my husband, right? Yeah. Yeah, right. That's kind of the thing, man. <laughs> it's kind of the thing. Yeah, uh, I think that's uh, something to not really be too concerned with. Um, but let's, yeah. let's go ahead and, and
1: get into wrapping up. We're at, at over an hour and fifteen minutes here. So uh, Dominic, why don't we go ahead and uh, do Melter rating? I guess yes. uh, you I'm to do sure. that first. Yeah, sure. I'm just throwing to myself here. Um, so for the uh, for the Melter rating, I always do like out of ten. So um. Yeah. I'm. I'm gonna. see You know, there was some good stuff. There was some stuff that I wasn't crazy about. Um. I. I guess. I'm not gonna say it's right down the line because I think that the good outweighed the bad. So on this one, I'm just gonna give it a straight up. This first time I've ever given just like a straight up number, Dominic. A okay. seven out of ten. That's good. Yeah. Not bad. Not That's bad. A good rating. A strong seven out of ten. Good program. Not great program. Um. I think that the opener was not good. I think that it showed good athleticism and gave some of these fans who really like the gymnastics, what they like, not my thing, but that's why I didn't like it. Um, but yeah, pretty, pretty good program. Uh, yeah. so, uh, do you want to move on to MVPs Dominic?
0: Um, yeah, let's do it. Do you
1: want to go, go ahead? ahead? No, no, by all means,
0: okay. uh, I'm going jungle boy, man. I just think it's a, yeah, it's just, was a strong week for him and they're really putting him in a great position. And, um, you know, uh, I think you know it's it's just in the right direction for Jungle Boy. I'm all in. Like I like JR putting him over as Jack Perry. I just like the positioning. It is like it a great great spot for Jungle Boy. So he's my MVP this week.
1: How about you? I've got to go with Anthony Gogo man. Uh, I I see I see big big potential in him. I'm talking like megastar potential in him. So uh, I hope they continue to ride it and uh, put him in a position with people who know. With the ins and outs of working the ring uh so that he can continue to uh to to you know rise and and be the star that he is
0: Michael just asked what well, we see Ric Flair in AEW uh doubt it. doubt it I doubt it too I think he's pretty happy with being you know in AEW I mean in WWE and like has a good relationship with them and pretty happy like I mean like they've treated I mean they haven't positioned him well as a character on television but uh you know he's that's he says ties are with WWE, and I think he's okay with that. I know? think
1: WWE is going to play keep away, just keep forking money over to him to keep him away, and you know make sure that he doesn't show up. You know that being said, though, if he was going to ever show up on AEW, the fact that his son-in-law, who he loves, is now part of the pro the uh, program, you know, did you it, see
0: him uh, Andrade super, super suplexing him into the pool? <laughs> yes,
1: yeah. So I mean, he loves the guy. So uh I wouldn't be completely shocked if he showed up, but I would say I'm something like 80% sure they probably
0: won't. I mean, DJ makes a good case for Andrade. Obviously, he should be considered. Oh, sure. Yeah, to,
1: you know, just the um, by sheer by, by sheer th- fact of the uh, fact that he debuted. The moment,
0: yeah. The mm-hmm. moment of it. Good ratings, too. Overall positive ratings. Michael gives it a 7. James gives it a 7. DJ also gives it an 8.9. Nesha seven point five,
1: yeah. I mean, you know, a good good program for sure. You know, we were all pretty consistent with one another. Uh, DJ really putting it over with the eight point nine, but it's uh, dude week after week it's trending upward. You know, it doesn't feel like that long ago. I was giving them like five point twos, four point eights, stuff like that.
0: So uh, yeah, they're they're trending upward week after week. They're getting better and better. I know, and like you know, it's easy to compare W E to these because hey, W E is not delivering when it comes to like product. And, um, obviously like with these talent releases too, they're gonna, they're making news be- because of that. And like, it just shows you like AW is giving you an alternative to watch and like you can, it's very easy to, to poke holes into whatever you're watching, especially if you're a wrestling fan and like, it, it would be the same thing with comic books or anything like that, you know? But, uh, with this, it is a good alternative. And you know, what they put on last night was, really refreshing I thought you know and um you have that unexpected surprise you have these talents mixing in established talents from WWE and other promotions mixing in with new talents of, of their own their own accord so uh I I say you can bitch about wrestling all you want but what they did last night was very very refreshing and I really liked it so uh it's a, it's a fun show to watch I don't think you can really argue that necessarily
1: um well uh let's close it out on this dominic dj uh he's got one last uh comment about wwe wwe will improve when the live crowds come back uh i hate to say it dj but i disagree i think that wwe has not been a good product for years i don't think that the, the uh, pandemic has a lot to do with it i think more than anything it's about vince mcmahon uh essentially running out of ideas and then like the first time somebody throws creative at him he's just like yeah whatever just get it on
0: tv or it's just being like no i don't like that and i'm doing it let's do this and or let's change this at the last moment
1: i want it i wanted it to be good dude i really do and i was watching it fairly consistently i would say back around 2013 2014 in that era i was watching the program pretty consistently just like kind of hoping like okay give us what we used to love like let's do okay fine if, if you're pg fine but like just give us what we used to enjoy about the program and they haven't been delivering that for a long time and the ratings are reflecting it they, yeah. uh, they're they're doing another legends night aren't they
0: Oh, probably i mean that's what i don't know if they are or not uh i don't think i heard anything like that did you just see a meme on online
1: yeah so i assumed it was legitimate
0: no i think that was just like their band-aid that they always know oh,
1: that's that's yeah. a really funny uh meme though if you guys didn't yeah. see it it's like the old like that tape with that yeah. guy, the the, Flex Seal guy the steel guy yeah where uh, yeah. he's got like a water tank that's leaking and he just like slaps the tape up but somebody put in like slapping and it's like legends night
0: yeah, That's uh, what it is. It's like a band-aid on a on a get open wound. Yep. <laughs> it is. That's all. And like I think it'll be refreshing once those live crowds do come back for WWE and fans to come in. But listen, that's only short that's going to be short term. That's a, like a short, you know, the wick's very short on that, you yep, know. It's the gonna crowd is going to be
1: hyped uh for the first couple of events and then they're going to be like, "Oh yeah, this product sucks."
0: Yeah. Oh wait, yeah, this is bad. And I'm yeah. proud of this, you know. Right. Um, it's just they don't put position their talents well, whether they're talented or not. You look at so many of them from Saucy banks to you name it, Bailey, any any of those top talents that they can utilize, they don't make the most of it and it's they're getting gonna it's been diminishing returns, and I think we're gonna see more and more of that as time goes on. And as AEW continues to further themselves, further establish themselves as a, a viable uh alternative product. So yeah, man. Uh, hey, hey uh, Dominic,
1: you and I are a viable alternative product here. Uh, just tune into us. Forget about WWE. Watch Watch Dynamite, and then check out our show afterwards, uh, guys. That's gonna do it for this week. Um, again. My name is uh, Marcus D'Angelo. You can follow me at Marcus P D'Angelo on Twitter. You can follow this podcast at Two Down My Dudes with Attitude. Dominic and I are recording another live podcast tomorrow, uh, wherein I am rewriting WCW. We are at the Go Home Show before Uncensored nineteen ninety eight, and uh, boy, oh boy, it is going to be a banger of a show. Uh-huh. Um, so you can follow that podcast. It's called WCW Rewritten. You can follow that on Twitter at WCW Rewritten. Dominic, go ahead, get your shit in.
0: Yeah, uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Dominic D'Angelo. You can follow WrestleZone on Twitter at WrestleZone.com and go to WrestleZone.com for all your wrestling news needs. Now, uh, I mentioned like the after, the double or nothing after post-show and stuff like that, that we we're, the press was able to do. I was there. And so uh, you can check out our clip where we, uh, we cover Chris Jericho and talk to Chris Jericho on YouTube. Uh, it's getting a lot of hits on there. So thanks for checking that out. Um, but, yeah, you can also listen to the full audio of Tony Khan's part two where he talks for, to us for like 30 minutes and uh, answers all our questions and certain things like that. And so uh, that's also available on our podcast feed. So check that out. Um, there's a lot of interviews that we have going on to uh, Sean Spears, uh, our editor Bill Pritchard interviewed Sean Spears uh, just before Double or Nothing kicked off. And then we also have. Um, I'm trying to think. There was a couple other interviews. Zicky Dice. If you have not seen my Zicky Dice interview, please check that out. He was ringside at AW Dynamite. I can't believe. Yeah, he was. Heard. He was a
1: guy with the blonde mullet. Can't miss him. Yeah. Um, hey, by the way, guys. You know, if you haven't listened to, uh, you constantly hear us putting over Thunder Rosa on this program. Um, if you haven't listened to it, Dominic and I interviewed Thunder Rosa. God, must be four weeks ago now.
0: Yeah, over, like probably over a month at this juncture, yeah.
1: Something like that. But, dude, it was an awesome interview. Very enlightening. Uh, she's such a nice person. I think that you put the video on the YouTube, so uh, go ahead video and check that YouTube, stuff out. Yeah.
0: yeah, so check that out. That's uh, She talked about her promotion to Mission Pro, which I even asked Tony Khan. I mentioned to Tony Khan about too, so...
1: Uh, I, I didn't say it at all during this podcast. It's usually part of my shtick where I say it at least once a podcast, just like I do the uh, Cruiserweight title in AEW. But she is the best wrestler on the face of the planet, bar none. Man, woman, nobody comes close. Um, so go and watch that interview because you're legitimately looking at a future superstar, future Stone Cold Steve Austin. I really see her being positioned like that in the future.
0: 100%. I agree with you too, man. I agree. It's just a matter of time. you know. She's amazing. That's so great to see. like somebody that that's captivating on television again. So,
1: yeah, yeah. It's, you know, I'm, I, it, you easily become disenchanted when you meet enough pro wrestlers where you're just like, that's ah, just a dude, you know, whatever. But like, I was pumped up to talk to Thunder Rosa. She is the best on the face of the planet. Uh, yeah. Donna, do you have any, anything else you want to get in?
0: No, not necessarily. Uh, just real quick, Noel. Um, I read rumors. W he's moving a lot of NXT talent to the main roster, including Parker, Parker Bordeaux. I think is his last name. He looks like Brock Lesnar a lot. Uh, They probably, maybe, maybe they're doing that, but it's also short-term thinking. I think it's just, um, you know, an itchy trigger finger because they're getting, there's a desperation to kind of get themselves reestablished. AEW is making some news here and WWE is making news, but more so in the negative fashion at this juncture. And they want to kind of make more ways. Just a lot of issues with WWE and it's just basically boils down to who's in charge. And uh, that's what it is. And, and unless that changes you're not going to see a whole lot of change maybe a little shifts here and there temporarily but that's been over the course of time and that's how it's always going to be to do so uh other than that i think that's about it mark good show yeah
1: yeah good show guys uh thank, thank you, you all for today. joining us yeah we yeah. really appreciate you guys coming in here and and talking to us uh you know we try to answer as many questions as we can sorry if we missed you um but if you have any more questions or if you have any topics you'd like us to discuss on the next one you know you can follow us on twitter slide into the dms don't send me anything gross and no, we'll uh go, <laughs> and and yeah uh guys we'll we'll see you next week right here on two dynamite dudes with attitude from WrestleZone. zone thanks everybody
0: see you guys So messed up, but you
1: know